This is Right from the Deep. I'm Karen Ball. And I'm Aaron Taylor Young. And this is the podcast from writers for writers, answering the question, why am I doing this? <laughs> As writers, editors, and a former literary agent, we're in the deep with you. Bringing interviews, inspiration, and information to encourage, refresh, and equip you to embrace the deep, to find your truest story, your truest message in the deep places. You can get the episode show notes, lots more information and encouragement, and your free audio download, Five Crucial Ways to Safeguard Your Writer's Heart, at writefromthedeep.com. Hey guys, here's what's happening with us at Right From The Deep. We are so excited to be at the Mount Hermon Christian Writers Conference from April 12th through April 16th, 2019, and we'll be teaching a continuing track on self-editing. The cool thing is this is the 50th anniversary for the Mount Hermon Christian yeah. Writers Conference. Very impressive. So if you want to find out more, just go to writers.mounthermon.org. And thank you to everyone who participated in our Patreon pledge drive last month. We are really very thankful for your support of the show. Yes, we are. Thanks to Becca Whittem, our Patreon sponsor of the month. Her latest book in the Montana Brides historical romance series, co-authored with Gina Welburn, is The Kitchen Marriage. You can find out all about that book and about Becca at her website, Becca, B-E-C-C-A, Whittem, W-H-I-T-H-A-M dot com. And now, here's the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Right from the Deep. We're super excited today. Again, we have a guest with us. Her name is Diane Mills, and I'm going to let Karen tell you all about her. Well, I could tell you a lot of things about Diane, that she's a best-selling, award-winning author of more than 50 books, fiction and nonfiction. She's a founding board member of the American Christian Fiction Writers. She's a member of a number of other writers' associations. She's co-director of the Brew Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference, the Mountainside Marketing Conference, and the Blue Ridge Novelist Retreat with social media wow. specialist Edie Melson. She's a popular speaker and teacher. But here's what I love. She's been termed a copy snob. Yay! Coffee snobs rule. She roasts her own coffee beans. I'm so jealous. She believes her grandchildren are the smartest kids in the universe. Now that's a good grandma. And she's a Texan, which should tell you just a boatload about here. But I found these five fun facts about Diane on her website. Number one, she's always dreamed of becoming a Hollywood actress, but decided writing stories would be more fun than acting the part. I tend to agree with that. Her favorite place to write is on the treadmill, but she refuses to be called a hamster. <laughs> she is admittedly a picky eater. She prefers fresh veggies, fruits, whole grains, and dark chocolate, which is why she's skinny as a rail. She's <laughs> building her own food pyramid. She once took an African safari by herself, and I absolutely love this. The sleeping lions didn't bother her. Neither did the charging elephant, but the crocodiles gave her nightmares. <laughs> I think that's understandable. And the oldest piece of clothing she owns is her high school jacket, the one with a boot to show she was a majorette. And Diane, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I was in the band from the fourth grade through six years of college so go majorettes go <laughs> <laughs> so we're delighted to have you here diane thank you for being with us oh thank you for inviting me this is exciting this is fun i'm just looking forward to our chat and yeah. what all we're going to cover well we're going to cover the first thing first 
We ask this to everybody, what does the deep mean to you? The deep to me means writing from that place that I know I cannot do myself. It is the sweet ecstasy of intimacy with God. It is knowing that he purposed me for writing and that he has given me a gift, a gift that I have to uh, nurture and take care of and continue to learn the craft and add more tools to my craftsman belt and to just let the world know how exciting it is to be a part of God's world. That's (laughs) what the deep means to me. That's really great. I love it. So, so I just read like five million things that you're involved in. And my big question is, where do you find the time for all of this? I have no idea. <laughs> you know, you've always heard you want something done, you ask a busy person. And I always right. thought that was crazy, but I believe it's true. But I also believe that if God's in it, then the time will be there. And there are some things for me that are critical, other than the writing. I'm I'm talking about other than creating on paper and and the editing and the rewrites and all the things that go into writing a, a book. Aside from that, I have a deep passion to help other serious writers uh, learn the craft and, and be what God intended. Not mm. all of us have the same purpose in God's eyes for our writing, but for my serious writers, I want to see them move up the ladder. I want them to explore what they can be, their full potential. And so I have a deep passion for that, which leads to some of the mentoring I do, co-directing the uh, writers' conferences, teaching in other venues. It's just a part of that passion because when I felt the calling that, yes, you are supposed to write, I felt it was also balanced that whatever I learn, I should pass it on to a writer who is serious. And you'll always hear me use the word serious because not everyone who says they want to be a writer is ready to make the sacrifice and go that extra mile. Right. Right. I love that. What, I, what I'm enjoying about this particular thing, we mentioned the Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference. Um, that's on the East Coast, I'm guessing, <laughs> where the Blue Ridge Mountains uh, are. And we have, we have recently talked with Kathy Eyde about the Mount Hermon Christian Writers Conference on the West Coast. So we are like coast to coast here. So <laughs> tell us, um, Diane, tell us how in the world did you come to be the co-director of that conference? I taught there for about 10 years, I think, on faculty, teaching, inspiring, having a great time. How I met Edie was at one of those conferences, Edie Melson, my co-director. I'm sorry mm-hmm. I didn't introduce no, her. No, that's okay. And we were standing in the line for the cafeteria. And she turned to me, and I didn't know her, and I said, so, how was your morning? And she burst into tears. She, you know, she'd had a a critique she didn't quite understand, and and she just really had a bad time. So I talked her down off the cliff, (laughs) and uh, the next year, she came to me, and she said, oh, thank you for last year. You really encouraged me. 
I did not know who this woman was. <laughs> she had lost 100 pounds. And so I did not know her. And I finally had to admit that. And we've been fast friends ever since. Mm -hmm. So she was for Al Gansky, who was the director for a few years. She was his assistant. Um, when he chose to retire, she called me and she said, you know, we're already sister friends. Let's take it to the next level. Oh, I and, love that. Uh, so one year I was just watching as she did things. And then the years after that, uh, uh, we do this together. We both have our strengths and we know what our challenges are and we complement each other very well. The funny part about Edie and I's relationship is that we're both very strong women. Oh, uh, no, not oh, you, Diane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is great because we can challenge each other, but it's in a way that's done out of love. Hmm. And we often say we fuss like sisters and we love like sisters. <laughs> and it's a God-orchestrated relationship, that's for sure. Like I said, we're very close. We're sister friends to begin with and then business partners. So we are excited about the Blue Ridge Mountains. And then we have the uh, boutique conferences underneath that, Mountainside Marketing, Mountainside Novelist Retreat. And in 2020, we're going to add the fourth, which would be a boutique conference, Mountainside Nonfiction. Wow. So we are excited about all that we can offer, and the time will be there. <laughs> That'll <laughs> be great. So when, when she came to you and she made this proposal, I'm guessing that you were already exceedingly busy, that oh. you already had a lot of things that you were involved in. Um, how did God let you know that this was something that you needed to say yes to? Peace. Mm -hmm. Peace deep inside of me that this was part of my purpose, part of what he had in line for me. I think that uh, as Christian men and women, we often get that little catch when something is, is not exactly right. Mm -hmm. And I've come to guard that as this is something God's telling me I should or I shouldn't do to be aware, be cautioned, things of that nature. And I just had this peace that this was going to be wonderful. This would be another grand adventure. <laughs> and it has been. <laughs> I'm guessing, though, that it probably hasn't been 100% smooth sailing here and there. What, what are the challenges maybe that you've faced or the things that God has taught you through this? Well, I think because of, of my experiences long before uh, ever getting into the, the writing business of, of working with women and, and being in a leadership role, personalities, everybody's different. And learning to work with different personalities and understanding what they are and still loving on that person, even though you may wonder, where did that come from? Um. So I think the, the biggest challenge is working with personalities and making sure that everyone is happy, satisfied from the, the faculty and their, uh, what they're teaching and what they're leading and what they're speaking about to my first time uh, conferee who's just so nervous and so right. scared that he or she just doesn't know what to do. And I'm a people lover and I 
love seeing people blossom and, and be mm-hmm. excited. So that just helps every little situation, every little challenge, every little thing that could possibly go wrong. And it does, <laughs> you know, somebody's flight is late or somebody had to cancel all their classes at the last minute and who can we get to fill in and, you know, things of that nature. Those are bound to happen and you just have to have plan B and C and sometimes D yeah. uh, <laughs> in case those uh, those do happen. But it's it's a thrill and it's joy to work with people. Mm-hmm. I used to say that if I hadn't been a writer, well, other than being uh, a Hollywood movie star, <laughs> that um, on the realistic side, I probably would have gone into psychology because mm-hmm. I love the way people behave and how incredibly different and wonderful and creative they can be. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I've known a lot of writers who have said that. I've said that, that if I hadn't gone into the whole writing and editing world, um, I actually was looking at getting a master's in psychology. But I think that my work experience of heading up fiction for four publishing houses and dealing with all the different authors, I actually think I might have a master's in psychology <laughs> as a result of that. So, <laughs> that, so. that God plants those desires inside of us. It's, it's really fun because I've always known you to be a very positive, very upbeat person. You you seldom seem to be drawn down by things. How how do you deal with it when you do feel discouraged? How what what helps you to keep going when when you find yourself wondering if if all of this is really worth it, or do you even find yourself wondering that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I do. And uh, used to be that every Monday morning I'd walk into my husband's office and I'd say, "Can I sit on your lap?" I, I think I quit, and, um, and I still do that from time to time because it got to be a joke. I think for for me, because of being, I basically am split between introversion and extroversion, mm-hmm. and the uh, the writer side of me, the melancholy, the seeing life just a little quirky and sometimes upside down can be discouraging and can be depressing. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's music. And praise God, I have a husband who not only is a whiz at the computer, but he's a musician. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. the piano is there and he's awesome with that. And he's also very understanding. But starting every morning at 430 with the word is uh, it, it is the it is the best thing I can do. And while I can grab my thesaurus, my Kindle, and whatever else that's on my desk, my Bible is right there. Yeah, It's a combination of all those things. We talk with writers a lot on this podcast about the importance of grounding your heart before you launch on this writing journey, grounding your heart in the Word and grounding your heart in understanding that if God has given you this task, that He will equip you, that mm-hmm. He will supply everything you need. And like you say, it's it's His purposes that are being worked out. We tend to come into it with our own ideas and our own purposes, but but His purposes are so much better. I mean, I bet that when you first started into all this, you had no idea that it would be this amazing thing that it's become for you with co-directing these conferences and helping so many writers. And I just, I think it's amazing if we will simply ground ourselves in him and then say yes when he tells us to where he can take us. Yes, it's that, it's that, um, like 
like being putty. You know, we yeah. we read all about those wonderful things in the Bible, but it's it's okay, form me, mold me, and put me where you need me. And uh, you're right, I'll be scared, but I know I won't be alone. Mm-hmm. And with all of that, it it just never stops amazing me that when I'm in a pickle about not understanding something or I have a question, the person or the resource will just show up in my life. And one instance is the book I'm working on right now is about a virus being unleashed on an airplane. I just thought, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> who, who, you know, who do I know who can help me? And I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I was talking to this woman who said to me, you know, I have my uh, doctorate in microbiology and immunology, <laughs> and I found out that she was like Albuquerque's go-to person for the media whenever they had virus outbreaks. <laughs> and she says to me, I've always thought how great, it, what a great story it would be to have a virus unleashed somewhere. And, <laughs> and, and that's just one of the many occasions that things like that have happened. And I just have to laugh because God's going to make sure things are done in spite of us, despite right. us. Right, right. <laughs> It's, it's amazing to me the way that he operates. And, and if you step back and you look, um, all of us, if we step back and we look at this path that we've been on with him, whether it's about writing, whether it's about our lives, if we really take a hard look at it, you can see that he has been so present and he has been so active in everything that we do. For us to worry about anything is such a waste of time and energy and spirit. <laughs> it is, Absolutely. So um, let's just swing around to that safari thing (laughs) that Karen mentioned. I really want to hear the story of the crocodile. I I feel like there's, there's stories in there about God's faithfulness. Absolutely. Uh, At the time I was working on a series of books of fiction and two nonfiction about the lost boys of Sudan. So the publisher uh, had, given me a grant and said, if you want to go to, you know, Southern Sudan, here's a something to help you get started. And so I went alone and uh, met wonderful people and went a whole week without a shower. You know, <laughs> um, I can't fathom it. You're always so perfectly put together. <laughs> oh, yes, it was bad. I was begin to think, well, I smell like this forever. Um and uh, you know, anyway, it, it was bad. And uh, anyway, met incredible, courageous people who had nothing and would still tell you Jesus is enough. That mm-hmm. that in itself warms my heart and soul to this day. But my husband had said, if you go to all this trouble before you come back home, why don't you take a safari? Mm-hmm. I thought, oh wow, I will. So I did that alone, and I had a tent. That had electricity and a shower. Oh, my God. And um, we would set out early in the morning and drive out over the Masimari and saw all kinds of incredible animals. I'm thinking about this big bull elephant with the broken uh, tusk that started mm. to charge the Jeep, and we just took off. <laughs> and, um, and all the lions just 
kind of lazy and sleepy because of what all the junk they'd done the night before. Kind of remind me of teenage boys. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just zebras and giraffes. And it was just amazing. But the crocodiles. Mm-hmm. We came to this area and I'm trying to think without sounding like a cartoon. Willoughby's, you know, the, the long-legged. Right, right, right. Yes. Where they make that big... Um, that huge, fast, incredible journey down over the hills and over this uh, river. And that's where we were. And I looked down there, and there were so many crocodiles. It was incredible. And granted, they were down the hill. I had no intentions of going down that hill. (laughs) But I also didn't know how fast they could come up the hill either. And for some reason that those prehistoric creatures uh, scared me more than the Mm. lions, the charging uh, bull elephant, or anything else that uh, I saw there was just those crocodiles, just those big eyes. And... um, and thinking I can see you wherever you go and you would make a tasty meal. Uh, so I, that's my crocodile experience. I suppose I could do a whole set of devotions on that um, safari and uh, it would some of it would be quite amusing. But uh, I'd be fine if I never saw one face to face again. <laughs> Well, Aaron and I taught at the uh, Florida Christian Writers Conference uh, a couple years in a row, and the place where they housed us as faculty had a really nice little bridge and pond and and water back out behind. And so we went out there and we were taking, we thought, oh, this is a good place to take some promo photos. So we go out and we're taking promo photos, and then we turn around and I'm like, that, that's an alligator. <laughs> There's another one in the water. It's like, holy cow. So I, I went over and there's signs everywhere. Don't try to get too close to the alligators to take pictures of them. So I, I went and I didn't get too close, but I had a really nice zoom. So I got some great pictures of them. I guarantee they move faster than we do. Yes, they do. They I have seen them move. <laughs> I grew up on Tarzan movies. I know how fast they can move. <laughs> so, well, uh, Diane, well, one oh, thing I wanted to ask you um, about um, about the Writers Conference, the Blue Ridge Writers Conference, mm-hmm. just for those guests who um, who've never been there or whatever, explain, just describe, just a bit about what that conference is like. We are nestled in the Smoky Mountains at Ridgecrest Conference Center. Uh, the housing is is hotel-like housing, cafeterias there, beautiful meeting rooms. Now, we cater to every writer on every level. In fact, if you go to the website and you look at classes, you'll see Act 1, 2, and 3 uh, as the level for the writer. Act 1 being the beginner, Act 2 being uh, middle grade, not middle grade, middle of the road, and third for the advanced writer. And that is for every type of writing that is out there from I'm looking to write a better blog to I'm looking to write a nonfiction book or a, uh, a historical romance. Right. So we want 
to make sure that every writer uh, can come and leave and feel uh, satisfied and fulfilled. So we want levels. We want uh, all of the classes that we can possibly uh, get from our faculty who are who have expertise in their area. We have opportunities to meet with agents and editors and professional writers one-on-one -on -one appointments. We have a genre night where everybody gets to dress up. <laughs> we have uh, an awards night with a fabulous dessert uh, buffet afterwards. And the awards night is for the published and unpublished uh, writers. So it's just something for everyone so that everyone feels important. Mm -hmm. We have good speakers. We'll have, uh, we have great speakers. We'll have um, panel sessions. We have opportunities at lunch and dinner for the conferees to sit at a faculty table. Nice. It's, it's, we don't want name tags that say, oh, I'm faculty. All the name tags look uh, the same. The one thing that uh, is different are those who are part of our volunteer prayer uh, group, and they have a little set of praying hands or something mm. that uh, shows the conferee that, oh, I can stop this person. They, they will pray for me. Wonderful. And we have a bookstore, and it is so fun. And, oh, this year... We have our first post-conference. So excited about this. And our conference is from May 19th to May 23rd. It is from a Sunday afternoon evening until Thursday at noon. So our conferees can take a nap Thursday afternoon because trust me, they will need it. <laughs> and then on, on Friday, we are having an all-day session with Donald Moss. Nice. And uh, that's all on our website too, uh, blueridgeconference.com. Good. And you can uh, see the faculty, the classes, um, contest information. We have scholarships uh, available. Uh, we just, we want to be approachable. We want that, that Southern feel of, you know, your home, just sit back and enjoy yourself and just take it all in physically. If you want to hike spiritually with, uh, all of the, the great, uh, speakers and devotion times that we have and then of course learning the craft learning marketing also learning uh speaking we have uh, workshops we have continuing <laughs> classes we have practicums you know it's it's a real shame that you're not passionate about what you're <laughs> yes. doing and that there's nothing for anybody there <laughs> For you listeners, we will have a link in the show notes, so you'll be able to um, check it all out for yourself. Um, you can just scroll down in the app if you're listening or go to our website and we'll have a link for you there. Well, it has been so great to have you here, Diane. Thank you so much for coming and spending this time with us. We appreciate it. We're so delighted that God has led you the ways that he has and that you're involved in all that you're involved in. Um, continue following him. I know that you will do that. And thanks for providing adventure for so many others who have been given this task to write. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I've had a super wonderful and passionate time. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, thanks for joining us today. We hope you found it helpful. And if you know someone else who needs this podcast, please share it. 
You can find backlist episodes and lots more resources at our website, rightfromthedeep.com. Yep, we'd love to connect with you guys there. So, until next time, embrace the deep. Your writing and your life will never be the same. Amen. Amen. <laughs>